everyone. Welcome to the Geek Remix Podcast. This week, my name is Mari. And I'm Stacy. And we have some gaming news for you. (laughs) (laughs) Valve has intervened with 44 review bomb incidents on Steam last year. So, this is by Charlie Hall on Polygon.com, and they write about review bombing. And in case you don't know, review bombing is usually done for a political reason, and not that politics in video games is bad, I'm just like telling you a reason why that would happen, is either they don't like an update so everybody review bombs it, or they don't like something the publisher said, or did, and so then they'll all come together. Or or that the game offers they, them pronouns. Yeah, things like that. (laughs) It could either be the game offers they, them pronouns, I hate that, or... The developer's homophobic, and I don't like that. Both possibilities are there, and I just... Outside of that, um, review bombing the game can be really harmful, so they've been trying to make sure that doesn't happen. So Yeah, and basically... um, (coughs) Excuse me. uh, So, like, specifically what it is, it's, like, people who haven't played the game get Mm -hmm. upset... For, you know, whatever reason, whether it's something you agree with or not, and they just give it... I think on Steam you have to play the game. I mean, you could still, like, play it for, like, buy it, play it for, like, an hour and return it. True. And, but basically it's done for, done with the specific purpose not of reviewing the actual game, but just to bring down the score and make Mm -hmm. it so that the game performance, um, like, sales-wise suffers Mm -hmm. um, to hurt the people that made the game. Uh, so, Valve's new process distinguishes between what could otherwise be considered valid reviews and these kinds of quote-unquote off-topic reviews, um, a to- like, and they consider that to be a topic unrelated to the likelihood that future purchasers will be happy if they buy the game. Um, so, there's been some, like, high-profile instances of this where, like, people will just get super upset about something, and it's... Like, fake reviews, even outside of video games, is, like, a really big thing mm-hmm. because, you know, whether it's books or movies or whatever, um, it's very hard sometimes for things to get, like, legitimate reviews mm-hmm. because people will get upset for a reason. Like, you know, if it's a movie, like, maybe an actor says something that some people don't like. Yeah. Um, and definitely don't want to make it seem like it's only one quote-unquote side that does this because anybody is capable of, you know, deciding that they want to hurt a IP by doing it. Yeah. So anyway, Valve is starting to intervene because people have been getting upset that Steam is kind of like that these things like rampantly happen on Steam and like Valve was seemingly doing nothing about it and especially if it's like a small developer they're kind of like hey what the heck like we don't have the resources to like deal with this yeah and they may not necessarily have the popularity and clout to still you know if something like Call of Duty gets review bombed is that really going to hurt Call of Duty sales no probably not no. Um, But for a smaller developer, it can be a really big deal because they depend on, you know, discoverability on the platform. Yeah, well, I'm 
glad that they're doing it, and I wonder if they're... I think that if you want to boycott a game, I can understand the need to want to review bomb something, but I don't think it's overall helpful to the industry. Yeah. Personally, I think it's good and okay to say it on Twitter and whatever and maybe mention that in your review, but I don't know if review bombing is helpful in overall in terms of the impact. Yeah, it just, yeah, because, like, even if it's something that I agree with, I don't know. If I played the game and I got to a point where something was, like, so insulting to me that I couldn't enjoy the game anymore, yeah, I would leave a review being like, hey, I was enjoying this game until I saw this one thing and I couldn't get further. I wouldn't recommend it to people who feel the same way as me. Yeah. But if... I don't know, you hadn't played the game, I don't know if it's fair to leave a full review. Yeah, know? I agree. Uh, so, Anthem still has Christmas decorations up. <laughs> is, is Anthem depressed? Okay, so, <laughs> to be fair here, this is for, I forget what they call it, like, they're, they they have some sort of like special. It, they don't call it quote unquote Christmas. It's like some oh sort yeah, of like, no, all MMOs do this. It's where like, they won't call it the thing. yeah. So it's like some sort of it, it, like ice tide or like some sort of like winter themed celebration. And to be fair, um, they did initially. Oh, it's ice tide. They did initially state that these were going to be up until February, um, but it does seem a little sad when. You know, you're seeing screenshots of people, like, going into the game, and things are really empty, and there's, like, still leftover Christmas decorations, and, you know... No, Anthem has depression. You know, wonder, <laughs> I just wonder if Anthem maybe had a really rough holiday season. They, like, went to see their parents, and their parents were like, so, you know, their parents, Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2, were like, hey, what are you doing with your life? And they were like, I don't know. I don't know. No one, like, wants to play with me. Oh, that's crazy. People still play with us, so what's the problem? Yeah, and, you know, their their cousins, like, Dragon Age, are all just <laughs> having a good time, and, <laughs> and meanwhile, Anthem's just been... They're like, oh my god, the, people still r write fan fiction about me. What about you, Anthem? And they're like, mm. no. <laughs> So, uh, there are rumors that Anthem is getting a large-scale overhaul, but things remain quiet for now in the game itself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so War Warcraft oh. 3 Reforged. So, I, I know I just said that you shouldn't put reviews on for games you haven't played, but from everybody I know who played this, they're like, it is just so bad. <laughs> And I just, in my mind, I'm like, all you had to do was take the exact same game and just make it look better. You mm -hmm. literally could have just used the same engine and put new graphics on top of it. I do not understand. I just burped. Sorry. I do not understand how you can mess it up this bad. And then on top of that, they made it so you couldn't have map mods. And that was, like, the huge part of the driving community for a lot of just Blizzard games overall. Was this the one that also, like, some people's computers won't run it? Or am I, I thinking I of something remember, else? I not remember, but now, and they also made it so you can't play the original Warcraft 3 anymore. Yeah, so I think that I'm pretty sure that 
I thought I thought I saw some people talking about how like it changed like some of the specs or something, and so there were people who like wanted the classic version because they can run the classic version and they can't run the new updated version mm -hmm. and Blizzard was basically like oh well you can just hang on to it until you get a computer that can run it <laughs> and, like, and everyone's like um okay but for those people that don't you know get a new computer every year like what <laughs> I'm supposed to just like hang on to this for a couple years oh my god it's it's bad. Okay, Blizzard will continue fine-tuning things in the future, but fine-tuning isn't likely to cut it. It's just, I'm really tired. I, I know we say this all the time. I'm really tired of people releasing games, and then it doesn't work at all, and six months later, it works great, and you're like, I don't give a shit. And then the people who really like it or like want it to be good are like, no, they fixed it. It's totally fine. It's great. And I'm like... This is just perpetuating this whole thing where you can just release games that don't even work. Yeah. Like, it doesn't work. I'm it, really tired of it. Yeah, it's also just really aggravating for, you know, I think, like, we're lucky that if there are things like a day one patch, you know, like, we can just download it and mm -hmm. play it. But, mm -hmm. like, some people, like, you want to have the good version on a disc Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like you want to just be able to pop the disc in and play it without having, you know, like if you're paying for like everything that you download on the internet, like yeah. that can be a real big hassle. Um, and also to just like stop like perpetuating this expectation that like, yeah, it's great if you're like fine tuning things with like player feedback, like that's a good thing. You want that. But if you know something is broken and you ship it anyway... And then you're just like, oh, we'll just, like, fix it in a few months. Like, once everybody has already gotten frustrated and given up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but then the people who are hardcore are like, no, it's great now. Everyone give it a chance again. It's just like, I don't know. I hate that. It really bothers me. It just, just don't do that anymore. Well, and it just seems like such a waste because if you're going to push everybody to, like, crunch and get something out and then it's broken, like... Part of what that does is that sets up, like, situations where a game, like, flops at the initial launch and, like, wow, everybody that worked so hard on this, like, mm -hmm. they have to just watch, like, this... Because, like, even if a game is broken, there are still people that put in a lot of work mm -hmm. to make it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Most of the time, it's not that just nobody tried. Mm -hmm. They were trying. They're usually just not given enough time to actually, like, finish and perfect the product. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I just can't imagine how frustrating that would be as a developer to, like, spend, like, you know, maybe two or three years of your life working on something, and then because the company is like, no, 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 we have to, like, ship it now, that it just goes on, like, flops, and then you're like, cool, like, you know. And then everyone's like, it's your fault, and it's like, not my fault, dude. Yeah, and like, and then six months later, like, no one's talking about Mass Effect Andromeda because, you know, it just and the entire zeitgeist of it is it sucks. Yeah. So Disney has set release dates for the first two, first Marvel shows and the Mandalorian season two. Mandalorian season two is coming in October, and then we have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which, and then um also WandaVision which I think it's interesting that they're trying to say like these are the first Disney Marvel shows 
Oh, yeah, I guess Disney didn't really own it when the other Marvel shows came out, did it? Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that's why they cut off all of the the Netflix Marvel shows, because yeah. Netflix was doing all of those, and then... R.I.P. and Peace, Jessica Jones. I know. That was a good one. You know, Daredevil got good towards the end, too. Like, it had a I, slower start for me, but then, like, by the end of it, I was like, aw. I accept that Daredevil is a good show... And it's shot well and has a good storyline. It just, it doesn't speak to me, Mm -hmm. you know? It just, it doesn't, and that, like, there's a lot of things that I know logically are good. And I'm just, they're just not for me. Mm -hmm. But Um, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage were both ones I really enjoyed. And Oh, I could not get into Luke Cage. I really liked Luke Cage. Yeah. It was cool. I think it's because he was, like, so stoic. He wasn't as the, as it goes on. He gets less stoic. Yeah, I think it and it touches on like his stoicness and his emotions and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely somebody who's been through a lot of trauma. But maybe it was just how I saw it. I just I really liked it. So anyway, and then we're not even going to mention <sighs> Punchy Man. Yeah, <laughs> Punch Man. I like I couldn't. I try. I tried, and I like got like ten minutes, and I was like, I have to turn this off. And beyond the reasons of white man gets Chinese Asian powers or whatever, <laughs> it was just stupid. You know, he was like shitty Batman. And like the the <laughs> thing is too is like people will always be like, oh, but that's how the character is in the source material. Yeah, and, okay, but sucks. <laughs> and it's like, but maybe there's there's so much comic source material that you can use mm-hmm. why use that one you know i don't know because i feel like he didn't even really have a big fan following yeah but i, I know that netflix was trying to use like lesser known cheaper <laughs> cheaper ones yeah i feel like jessica jones was done so well because it really spoke i know it's kind of cheesy at times but i like how she doesn't she's she uses her powers in a really reserved way because she understands how strong she is. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was, like, a really cool detail because a lot of superheroes would just go full throttle. And she just, like, tries to know when the pro- when the appropriate time is to use them. Yeah, I think that it... What I liked about it is that she didn't just, like... She wasn't like, seeking out vigilanteism, it mm-hmm. would just kind of, like, happen as, like, because Daredevil, like, definitely seeks that out. Mm-hmm. He is, like, like, I'm gonna go out, save people, be the mm-hmm. good guy. Jessica Jones is kind of, like, I don't want to fucking deal with this. Like, I have my own bullshit going on. And yet, she gets, like, put into these situations or, like, dealing with her ex, mm-hmm. ex, quote-unquote, her what? abuser, I guess, that... You know, I it wasn't even really her ex because he like forced her. That's why I said abuser. Okay, yeah, sorry. But I think that that's why it felt more. You know, she's not setting out to be a hero. She's just kind of like, I have to take care of this thing, and I'm the only one that can do it. Yeah, I think that's what makes her a hero, though, is that, uh, you know, she's put into these situations, and because of her moral code, she very easily could have made things worse or done whatever but because of her morality even her and her even the arch nemesis like uses her morality against her because she's just like you know 
she comes off as kind of like an asshole, mm -hmm. but when it comes down to it, she'll do the right thing, even if it fucks her over. Mm -hmm. And I always like that about her. You know, she always looks like an asshole, even when she's trying to help. Yeah, so if, for these new shows, have you seen anything about WandaVision? So it looks like kind of interesting because it's kind of based on like this like sitcom-y thing. It's, I don't get it. So. Oh, yeah, because she has reality-altering powers. So yes. she just, like, messes with people? I don't understand. So there's a lot of, like, skitcom, sit, skitcom, sitcoms. It's like, I, I think you'd have to see the teasers to, like... I know, okay, so in the comics, she's Magneto's daughter. But they show a picture of it on the other article. Like, so, like, she goes through time or something? See, because that's vision. Okay, so I know in the in my mind, my experience with her because I haven't really watched the movies a lot. She's barely in them. Okay, because in the comics, she is like extremely powerful, but also really unreliable, mm -hmm. and she often abuses her powers because it's so easy for her to do it. Mm -hmm. And there's this one t like thing where she made, I think. 95% of mutants turn into normal, uh, like, yeah, okay, I don't have to be politically correct because mutants aren't real. Normal people? <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, no, wait, mutants aren't real. You could, you could just say non-mutants. Non-mutants. <laughs> turn them into non-mutants simply because she was like, you know how, she just like, oh, it, got, it came down, she had a bad day. And, like, it was mutants' fault somehow. But mm -hmm. she caused that. And then she was like, actually, never mind. And then she changed it back. And I was like, ma'am, you, like, just caused so many problems. <laughs> so just seeing her, from my interpretation, like, doing WandaVision where she, like, changes reality, I'm like, ooh, this is kind of, like, scary. Yeah, so I'm kind of... Oh, now you're interested. <laughs> well, so I don't know that they've revealed, like like, a ton about what exactly it's going to be, aside from the fact that it's going to be kind of, like, trippy and, like, weird. Mm -hmm. But I, I guess I'm kind of, I'm, I'm intrigued because it seems like something really different from the other shows, which are all, like, save the day, like, let's rescue New York again, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm interested to see more about what that is. I'm just thinking about it right now. Mm-hmm. Let's see. YouTuber mods treadmill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> YouTuber mods treadmill to play Death Stranding. Um, so there is a... Sh I think if you... So YouTuber Alan Pan hooked a treadmill up to his PlayStation 4 to play Death Stranding. So that's a 15-minute video, but I would actually go down and find, like, the... No, you just skipped right into the middle of the cool part. <laughs> Here, go down. Because I think... Oh. No, there was a there was a um, a tweet where he shared like just the um, the part where he starts to play it, mm. um, but it 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 uh it ends up turning out pretty much how you would expect. Here we go. This is where he first fires it up. So he's walking on the treadmill right now, and yep. the treadmill is and he's like I'm... he's like yay like first steps like here we go, and then it starts building up a little speed, and then eventually Sam tips over. And kaplop, and he just falls down the whole mountain. And it keeps going. <laughs> he keeps going, just like slamming into the mountain. 
so yeah but I just thought that was funny because it's like he gets so excited about it because he spends all this time like hooking up this thing so that he can set it up and the first time he tries to walk with it he just ends up like eating shit and losing all his cargo he must be an engineer because every engineer sophomore or me- soft software or mechanical always loves doing things because he I, and they're like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna have a laser that when i point it at a wall the wall will play the music and i'm like why and they're like because i want to yeah <laughs> like okay yeah that reminds me a lot of like 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 people who work with like data and like quantitative like analysis and stuff and they'll be like oh like I figured out that if you do this and this and this then this happens and people are like okay what do we do with that and they're like I don't know it's it just is no I, I did this in my free time oh okay that's what a lot of like science like science research is too because mm-hmm. they just like people will be like let's see if like when we do this this happens dude and- it's like that guy who figured out what REM sleep was and he experimented on his baby. Because <laughs> he's like, honey, can you please just take care of the child at night? Like, I need to sleep. And he's like, sure, babe. Immediately just starts protesting the baby. <laughs> you, you can't. Like, there's it never ends. Imagine being married to him and being like, I don't care. He's taking care of the baby at night. I'm sleeping. Do whatever. Like, mm-hmm. why is the baby covered in wires? Just go to sleep, babe. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's sleeping, isn't it? Yeah, that's what matters. So, uh, today's podcast is sponsored by Odeon Livre, which actually, we were approached about this by somebody who watches our Twitch streams, so you may have actually talked to Ethan from Chicago um, in our Twitch chat, but he basically uh, has this French language publishing company that focuses on bilingual French English editions of classic books, and um, they are offering a free copy of an ebook to fans of the Geek Remix channel. It's a special edition of Poe's The Raven with illustrations by Gustave Doré. Um, if you like supernatural horror, like In Control, you'll enjoy this story, and it has a lot of cool illustrations. Um, and so basically, if you just, yeah, you see. I just, you know. Yeah, so it goes, it has all, like, these really cool illustrations in it. And it's it's free to download. So it, the link that you can go to is odeonlivre.com slash geekremix. That's O-D-E-O-N-L-I-V-R-E dot com slash geekremix. That's, like, the long version of the link. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah so, like, so, so that. Yeah, and then it, it redirects then, to this. Yep, it'll redirect, and then you can just click the download link. It'll open up the PDF, and then you can download a copy for yourself for free. Dude, if you are into aesthetic, you know, you can use, you can print these out and put it in your book of shadows. Yeah, and you know what's also cool is that if you're one of those people who likes to read, like, foreign language stuff, like, side by, like, so I have a lot of, like, side by side translation books, which is where you can basically, you know, read one version in another language and then another version in English so that you can, like, get better acquainted with how things translate. But, yeah, it's very cool. all these pictures are so awesome. I know, right? Look at them. These are so hardcore. This is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So he was very kind enough to offer these for free. Emo Victorians knew what was up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, again, the link is odeonlivre.com slash geekremix. All right. So, 
Sadia's free tier coming in the next few months. Oh, it's for Sadia? I thought it was already... Wait. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. So... Uh, so the company is planning to launch a free version of Stadia later, Stadia, Stadia, whatever, in 2020 titled Stadia Base. No other details regarding the timing of release were provided. The big strategic difference is that over the next few months, you will be able to experience Stadia for free. Harrison no said. money down without having to put a box in your home. You can just click and play Amazing Games from our data center, which I thought was already the pitch for it. No. Because they had a free version already. Oh, I thought that you had to, like, you had to pay for the hardware. You don't have to pay for the hardware. You know, the hardware was, like, a good thing to have. So, wait, then if you don't have to have the hardware, what are you paying for? I'm confused. For the service. Because you could have used it without the hardware from the beginning, I think. Oh. Because, like, why did they have the... I don't know. Such a move would improve the current payment scheme, which asks you to pay a $10 monthly fee in addition to the... Uh, what? So, like, you don't need any hardware at all? So what's the point of having the hardware? You know what? I, maybe it is you had to buy the hardware first because I remember you could do it, do it from your computer and you didn't need any of the hardware. But like, so I I guess maybe I'm like confusing it with like Chromecast where they had like the little like dongle because remember people were talking about like oh the dongle heats up and then you have to unplug it and let it cool down. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there has to be something, right? I it must be. Because you remember that we were reading all the Reddit posts. No, I do. I remember. Um, what? Yeah, so, I guess I'm just, what? Premiere Edition. You get the controller. Yeah, so it's like a, the Chromecast Ultra. I think? Either way. You know what? Yeah. I don't know, like, what, uh, yeah, so now there's going to be a free version, because I guess, yeah, Google Stadia now works with all Chromecast Ultra dongles, because I'm just wondering, like, if it was, if there was no hardware, what are they talking about overheating? Uh, uh, no, the hardware that they sold with the Founders Edition. Yeah. And regular Chromecast that they already had being sold. Alright, what do you need? Okay, what? St- Stadia, what do you need? Uh, you'll only be able to on your television if you have a Chromecast Ultra or you connect a computer and play through the Chrome browser. So you could have used a computer the whole time. Yeah, I guess, but if you were playing through your, like, yeah. So you never really needed it to begin with. They just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I assume, like, the Chromecast is for if you have a television. You don't have to buy and use a Stadia controller specifically. No, 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 but you need the Chromecast to play on a TV. Because that's how you get Chrome to go to the TV if you don't have a Wi-Fi-enabled TV. Mm Mm-hmm. 
That's so, what a Chromecast is for. I know what a Chromecast is for. I just was wondering, I think they might just be saying, hey, you don't need to buy the thing anymore as a way of saying they're trying to sell something that was already available, basically. I think that this just means that you don't have to pay for the membership. Because you don't have to pay the monthly fee if you go down. They just say... Yeah, but you didn't have to pay the monthly fee before anyway. Yeah, their current scheme, which asks users to pay a $10 monthly fee for games. And it... Right, but they already have a free version, so they're adding a free version. Free tier. They're, like, adding a new free tier, but the free tier already existed. Oh. So I don't know what that means. I don't... Did they already they already had a free version? Yeah, they the free version was the 1080p. You only had to pay for the 4K version. Oh. Yeah, maybe they just want um I don't know. Maybe maybe they just want everybody to be able to try like the best version or like a good version in order to like get them to pay for it. Mhm. Um Yeah. We'll see. Next one. Resident Evil series description apparently leaked by Netflix. Yeah, so, and the the description isn't, like, anything where you're like, whoa, really? It's about, like, the T-virus? I can't believe it. Uh, but it, what it does say is that that means that the series, uh, the, the Resident Evil series on Netflix is probably coming soon. So... We've got the Resident Evil 3 remake that's coming out in April, and then... Hopefully it doesn't look like this. I think that <clears throat> that's like a... Is that no, a it's a joke thing. It's, uh, yeah. it's like a little dumb skit. <laughs> yeah. So it takes place in Clearfield, Maryland, and near the decommissioned Greenwood Asylum, Washington, D.C., and Umbrella Corporation, Today, 26 years after the discovery of the T-virus, secrets held by the three will start to be revealed at the first signs of outbreak. So, I'm... I, I, yeah, I, I feel like Netflix could do a good job with this. Yeah. Sometimes they get it right, and sometimes they get it trash. So, uh, I feel like they have the ability to make it good. And I think they've learned from past mistakes where they try to go, like, I'm going to put my own spin on it. And you're like, that's the terrible, that spin sucks. You know, it's interesting because I feel like I've always had more luck finding good Netflix shows mm -hmm. than movies. Oh, yeah, you're right. And I'm not sure why. Because Netflix has been going really big on, like, oh, we want to have a movie at the Oscars, you know, which is why they got Scorsese to do The Irishman and, like, stuff. They've had a couple other films that they were, like, really pushing to get them at the Oscars. But in terms of, like, TV shows, like... Netflix has had, like, Orange is the New Black, like, House of Cards, and whether you personally watched them, those were, like, very popular for their platform. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always just kind of wondering, like, what is it, but, like, every time I watch, like, a made-for-Netflix movie, it always just... I know everyone says that The Irishman was really good. I thought it was just, like, good, like, not amazing. I thought it was just, like, okay, this is a, a movie. This is a mob movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel very, it didn't wow me, you know, mm -hmm. it felt like it, it, but now that I think about if they're wanting it to be an Oscar movie, it hits all the points for wanting to be an Oscar movie, it takes place in old timey time, so the people who are in the Oscar nominations or whatever are like, oh, 
oh, like, this is from old-timey time. I love old-timey time. And, you know, mafia movies do really well and stuff. I just watched it, and I was like, okay. Like, this mm-hmm. is cool. And then I, I don't know, it, I didn't feel very impacted by it. Um... I don't know. I, I, I liked it. I thought that... I didn't hate it. I just didn't think it was Oscar-worthy. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though, is that I think that the Oscars are a bit of a sham, so oh, I do yeah. think that it is Oscar-worthy. Yeah, well, because, that's what I was saying, because it hits all the Oscar note points, yeah, like bullet points. Because, like, I don't think that the Oscars necessarily determines the best movies, because I cannot tell you how many Oscar-nominated movies Dude, I've watched. Dude, like, wait, Shakespeare's Spirit Falls in Love is an Oscar-worthy? What are you talking about? But, I'm just kidding. But seriously, like... There's, and not that I'm saying that every movie that wins an Oscar is bad, but I think, like, every year when all those nominations come out, there's always this sense of, like, really? For at least some of the movies. Well, Suicide Squad won an Oscar. Um, well, and there's just, you know, I just remember, like, there's been a couple where I watched them and I was just like, really? Yeah, you know why? Because Harvey Weinstein figured out how to campaign and be a rapist, And I think... And a lot of the movies, they just seem to, like, you know, not like I'm saying that, like, old people can't enjoy their movies, but, you know. No, like, like I said, most Oscar-winning movies are wartime, old-timey movies, mm-hmm. where that happens in the past when a lot of the, of the people who decide on it were kids, and they're like, life was so great back then. Yeah, or, and, or at least it's just, you know... The, there's just like a weird glaze I feel like over some of it where it's like they want like it's like that's why they call some movies like Oscar bait mm-hmm. you know like oh you release a World War Two movie you release like a movie about like jazz music in the 60s yeah where white people save jazz like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know in the 50s there was one white man who wasn't racist he was the only one and he saved all the black people. And you're like, what? <laughs> it's true, though. Is, That's the way it feels. Why is, why is everyone else, like, nightmare people and you're the only nice man in the entirety of the United States? Oh, God. It's like when I watch Mad Men, it's like, yeah, Don might be an absolute piece of garbage, but he's not racist, guys, or homophobic. So, therefore, he's cool. And you're like, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think... I think Don would have been a piece of shit on all levels in reality. <laughs> like... Yeah. Well, I, I do think it is a little telling how it's like they have this character. They know that as a main character, they don't want to make him racist or homophobic, but they can make him sexist and misogynistic as fuck. Yeah, because I don't know why. <laughs> but, but you know, like, it's like, they know that that's okay. That people will forgive him for that, mm-hmm. but they won't forgive him for the other things. Yeah, it's really weird. Or, <clears throat> sometimes, like, it always has to be one thing that they're good with, because sometimes they'll be, like, really good to women, and then kind of like a shit lord in other ways, because, you know, in Sons of Anarchy... They're like, he's like, look, he's not an absolute garbage person to women, except for that one time where he punched somebody, he punched a woman. And then they're, like, really racist towards, like, their chapter, where they're, they have, like, a 
all black chapter, mm-hmm. and they're, like, really racist to them behind their back, and I'm like, what? Well, I guess it makes sense. They're all, like, gangsters, but, like... Yeah. We're... I don't know. I, I, I guess I've outgrown crime shows. Mm-hmm. Not that it's bad to like them. I just... I'm like, oh, okay. I got it. No, yeah. They're they're bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. What else we got? Many Chinese developers are worried about Steam's upcoming Chinese-only version. So, you know how China, um, they... What's the word? Government censorship? They censor everything from Google to everything else. Well... So Steam was the only one of the few platforms where China allowed it to be accessible in China, but mm-hmm. also Steam could do what they wanted. And a lot of Chinese indie developers are worried that there's going to be a Chinese-only version where Steam, like, has... where they trying to, like, here, this is what you can have. And they're worried that they're not going to survive in China's enormous gaming industry because there are so many big, big big Chinese um, game studios. And China has invested a lot, the Chinese government specifically has invested a lot in game, video game creation, so that they basically can control a whole new li- like medium of media, because I think they understand that video games are also another way to communicate an idea, because mm-hmm. they've definitely censored a few video games that voiced opposition to the Chinese government and it's not very cool so a lot of smaller indie devs who are not owned by the government are kind of worried that this is going to negatively impact them well I think that the worry is also that like it would because like bigger companies are like cozy with the government bigger companies will be able to just do what they want whereas like an indie developer like the government can basically just be like, nope, like, you're, you're not gonna... Yeah, you're not gonna be on the store. You're not gonna be on the store at all. No, um, bigger companies are totally controlled by the Chinese government, though, too. They can't. Well, yeah, but I guess I'm saying, like, if you want a career, you have to go along with the government, yeah. you know? Um, so... Like, earlier this year, Chinese government pressured <laughs> Blizzard into doing all that shit. And Blizzard's like, we never said anything about being totally down with the Chinese government. Meanwhile, the <laughs> official Chinese Blizzard account on the twi- on the Chinese version of Twitter was basically like, we love China, we're down with China, love China. Mm-hmm. Like, we would never defy China. And I was like, they took a screen... You just... Really? <laughs> like, dude. Um, and I know a lot of people are like, Mari, why do you hate... China. I'm like, I hate the Chinese government, which is very different from hating, like, China as a country. Does that make sense? I mean, I hate our own government. Exactly. (laughs) So it's like... (laughs) I hate, like, being... Disliking a government and what a government does Mm -hmm. is definitely not... Has nothing to do with, like, the people of the country. Those Mm -hmm. are definitely... Yeah, it's very different. Very different. Like, I feel very deeply for all the people in Wuhan who... From what I hear from people who are from Wuhan and have family in Wuhan, um, it's actually, like, they're struggling a lot. Meanwhile, the government's saying, like, everything's fine. And I'm like, it's not fine. Like, this seems like a problem. Oh, did you hear? 
the doctor who blew the whistle on the virus died from the virus. He died? He died from the virus. Oh, I thought... He was one of the first doctors to start, like, a little chat room with other doctors being like, something's going on, something's not right. They said he was in the hospital, but I didn't... He died. It's really sad. Um... Uh, oh, no. Yeah, here's from the Wall Street Journal. Chinese doctor who issued early warning on virus dies, and he got harassed by the police and everything because they were saying he was trying to stir up hysteria, but he was like, no, there's, like, an actual real problem. Like, we need help. Yeah, so he, um, yeah, no, I remember this. So, basically, he, uh, yeah. Li Wen Liang. The Chinese doctor who died in Wuhan Hospital on Friday morning after being infected with the coronavirus. So he was one of the first doctors to yeah say something. Um, this is kind of dark. I don't know if I want like... I just wanted to, like, you know, respect yeah. his legacy a little bit. And more lighthearted news. <laughs> um, uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 North American version, so in English... Uh, had beta this weekend and I really enjoyed it uh, the servers were down for the first six hours so I just had to sit in Xbox online chat and just meme for a while um, but then after the servers came online because there was it, it's a beta test for stress test so I'm not gonna expect it to work mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it was really fun I played it on the Xbox one regular not the Xbox one X so my version of the game was really not amazing looking, but it was still fun to play, and so I wasn't I wasn't upset about it. What kind of game is it? It's an MMO RPG, and it's not like in other MMOs that I've played. There's basically a home hub, and then the home hub will take you directly to the area you want to go to. It's basically more of like a Diablo kind of feel where you go to the level that you want to with your friends and you fight and you level up. Mm -hmm. I'm a summoner, which basically in so many words is basically a Pokemon master. And you find eggs and you hatch them mm -hmm. and you use other eggs to, to level them up and make them more powerful. It's really fun. And you... Oh, oh! And with the um, body customization, look, this dude, or person actually has feminine traits with a mustache, so that's cool. So you can basically do anything. I made mine look, have the same body type as me, so I had a big, fat ass and, like, big, thick thighs. You can be fat in there, and you can have big boobies or small boobies. There's a booby slider, mm -hmm. and, like, there's, like, a four-point thing where it's, like, chubby versus athletic and, like, whatever and whatever. Mm -hmm. So you can choose what your body looks like. They don't display it here, but you can have big chonkers. And I like it. So I like that. Mm -hmm. I was really, really happy with that. And there aren't any clipping issues with the armor and stuff. They take that into consideration. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was pretty neat. I liked it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and you can be a robot, so... Um, in more Death Stranding news, there's going to be a, one of the little figurines with Sam Porter Bridges. I love that it comes with, so it comes with a bunch of different, like, 
This is really high detail. Yeah, so it comes with, like, a bunch of different, like, types of hair that you can interchange, like, and, like, uh, his hood that you can interchange, and that, but he also comes with a little BB, and, um... He looks, okay, so for people listening, he looks like a chibi, chibi, chibi? Yeah, so the... chibi version of himself. And look at all the stackable things that it comes with. Yeah, and it comes with a ton of stackable little cases, just like in the game. Mm Mm-hmm. So these are called the nen- nendroids. Nendroids. Yeah, it's kind of like um, what's the the vinyl pop ones, but this is like like, a, like Funko Pop, but good looking. Yeah, it's like Funko Pop, but like actually looks. Like yeah. The character. <laughs> um, that's like pretty much all I had for gaming news. But I thought it might be kind of fun to also talk about. The big project that we recently got to do, which was we um, got to interview the developers from Life is Strange 2. Yeah. (laughs) That was super cool. Yeah, so we got to talk to um, Michelle, Raul, and Jean-Luc. I still have a lot of social anxiety about it being like, okay, what part did I say something stupid and will they remember me for this forever? Yeah. Um, so for those of you who have been following our channel for a while, I know that, uh, like, so many people found our channel through Life is Strange, um, and we have kind of, like, vaguely been in touch with the developers, like, since, like, 2015, um, because I think that they realized that our videos were bringing a lot of attention to the game, um you know, theory videos, but also because, like, even in our Let's Play series, like, we really tried to, like, look at all the things, like, mm-hmm. read all the things. Um, I remember when we were looking at those initial, like, videos, when we were, like, comparing ours to other people's, like, there were people that would, like, blow through the episode, like, Let's Players that would, like, blow through the episode in, like, an hour, mm-hmm. or, like, an hour and 20 minutes, and ours were, like, three, four, sometimes five hours. Did they, did they just, like, just spam click I, I don't know I well it's like they just didn't like look at anything um so we ended up getting a lot of attention because we are a lot more like hey like let's like look at all the stuff and find all the mysteries and um you know there was a lot of like just us over analyzing it back and forth as we were playing and so you know we eventually like the developers contacted us and they were like watching our videos and stuff and so, like, to get to, like, actually interview them was, like, a pretty special experience, even though I think that we were really insanely nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to say thank you to all the people who actually, like, who commented and said that they liked the questions that we asked and that it felt like a very good interview because um, we spent a lot of time trying to come up with good like questions that you know we were really nervous so thanks for noticing that we tried yeah thanks for validating that yeah we like that um thank you i like it when you guys are nice i don't like it when you guys are yeah i don't know that's pretty controversial thing to say but yeah it's pretty you wouldn't expect that although i do kind of get a kick out of the people that will watch like a 20 video series and on every single video they'll be like you guys are so annoying but then they watch the next yeah, what's going on? Can someone... What? 
I know. There's so many other, like, what? There's so many other channels that cover the games that we cover. Like, why, why watch someone you hate? Yeah, even for, um, like, for Kingdom Hearts, there were people that were just like, oh, like, you guys are just complaining about it the whole time, and I was like... We literally said 20 times, I'm having so much fun. I'm having so much fun, and I love this. I'm having so much fun, and I love this. And then we'd, we would make fun of the characters, because... We make fun of everybody. We make fun of everybody, and I think that's like, what, you want me to just sit here and stare at the screen? not say anything like what do you want me to do um it was i don't know i don't know why but it's also mystifying because like we put how many kingdom hearts videos did we put out that like if you're getting all the way to the end of it and you're i don't really get it yeah i I, i'm always just kind of i'm like why did you keep watching if you like really don't like i don't know for the same reason people like just like make a private group chat to talk shit about someone else. It's just weird. Yeah. It's just, like, a weird thing to do. And I'm not saying that, like, everybody has to like everything that we do. No, no, actually, we're saying the opposite. Yeah. And what confuses me is that, like, if you don't like it, why would you keep subjecting yourself to it? I guess for the same reason we watch David... We play... (laughs) Watch David... Play David Cage games. I hate it so much. I love it. I wouldn't even say that I hate it. I unironically like them. Stop. Don't like heavy rain. You're not allowed. I, 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 I don't know. But, like, I enjoy being able to, like, laugh at things, whereas I feel like some Doesn't people... Isn't that ironically liking it, then? I mean, ironically, but that would mean I... I don't know. You, but, en- yeah, you get enjoyment out of it. I but get enjoyment out of it. Way. I... But... I feel like most things that I enjoy, I'm like, I enjoy this, and I don't put a value judgment on, like, whether it's quote-unquote good Mm -hmm. or bad. Mm -hmm. My value system is basically, like, am I having fun, Mm -hmm. you know? It's like the, there's only so many times I can watch Twilight, ironically, before I just admit that I probably just like it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it's kind of like when people, when I'll be like, oh, I love, like, this show, and I'll be talking about it, and somebody will be like, oh, is it good? And I'm like... I don't know if I'd say that. I don't know if I'd say that it's good, but I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, that also happened when we played um, DMC5. And we were laughing about, like... Because the characters are, like, really over-the-top and extra. So we were, like, laughing about it. And some people got really mad. And I was like, but yeah, but that's the, that's the game, you idiot. And I was like, but that's the point. Like, the point is that they're kind of, like stupid ridiculous they're not like okay who am i supposed to just look critically at dmca5 dmc dmca5 dmca takedown five come on <laughs> like come on dude yeah be chill and i mean i'm not yeah i'm not saying that it's like bad but also you know just it's me- okay to like garbage yeah, I think that some people, they also think that if you're laughing at something, then you think, I don't know, they, some people internalize it that you're, like, laughing at them, or you think that they like something stupid. Well, and yeah, I, I do think that you like something stupid, but I don't judge you for it. Yeah. I think, at the end of the day, just be secure in what you like, and don't care what other people think. You know what I will say, though? I will say that as I've gotten older, my attitude on that has changed a lot. Because there was definitely, like, a phase that I went through when I was younger where I was a lot more careful about, like, 
not careful, but like, you know, if somebody asked me what my favorite music was, there was only certain things that I was going to mention because that's was like more acceptable, acceptable and cool mm. than saying like all the stuff that I actually like. Whereas now I'm like, yeah, I'm going to see the Backstreet Boys in concert, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> like Stacy ran to me and she said, Mari, I got tickets to BTS. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, I got two, and, you know, my friends have to vie over who I'll take, and I'm like... None of them want to go, but... <laughs> no, but now you get to pretend that, like, you're on The Bachelor. Yeah. And, like, whoever gets the, the rose, rose gets to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everyone's kind of like, oh, I don't really want to go with you. The Bachelor is garbage, and everybody watches it, so why not? Well, the Card- look at the Kardashians. Dude, the Kardashians are garbage, but the they're Kardashians? Me- yeah, their memes are fire. Mm-hmm. The Kardashian memes are amazing. But they don't actually create any of their own memes, so... They do. They make memes of themselves? Yeah, all the things they say on their... Do you think that they don't know that they're saying stupid things on their show? Yeah, but I think that, like... I think that society clips them and makes them what they are. I don't think that they can create that for themselves. I think they definitely created it for themselves. I think they play a part in all of it. I think they play a part in it, but I'm saying, like, if nobody clips and makes the gif of Kim crying, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is it still as... Because there's plenty of shows where there's, like, funny moments like that that just never get replicated. I think we have to admit that even if we were to, even if they're dumb, I think that they all know exactly what they're doing, and that's why they got where they are today. You mm-hmm. know? they're. It's not like... I don't, I guess I just don't really, like, care that much, so I just think that they're, they got there because they got there, you know? Yeah. Paris Hilton also had a sex tape. She was OG sex tape, and where is she now? Who knows? Yeah, um, well, I think that, yeah, I I know what you're saying, but I also think that like the nature of like celebrity culture is can create or destroy anybody mm-hmm. depending on who's in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Like not everybody who creates a sex tape gets famous, you know? Yeah, I know. What the hell? Why didn't I get famous? <laughs> um but I think that either way, I think they know what they're doing at all times. Yeah, a lot of their stuff is scripted and stuff, so it it seems like it's not not memes, but they know what they're doing. Yeah, you know, they know what's up, Mm -hmm. what's going down, but at the same time, they also have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I wonder sometimes if like because I feel like some well I don't know. I it's not like I've ever watched the show, so I can't really say for certain. If you watch the show, it's very evident that, like, it's very scripted. And also, Kanye accidentally walks in every once in a while, and he's like, Oh, I don't want to be on the show. <laughs> and he walk, runs away. Oh, I thought I found a gray hair, but really it's just the reflection off the monitor. I was, like, excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us again this week and um, working on a couple new things, and we'll see you later. Okay, bye. Bye.